Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Game Podcast. It's your host Levi and I'm actually recording in the truck on the way to deer camp. I, uh, I know I didn't get an episode out last weekend and I apologize for that. Also go ahead and apologize for the road noise we may have because I've got a little bit of a drive. But it's opening weekend of gun season here in the state of Indiana and I'm pumped. We always do a big deer camp and I'm really excited to get down here and hang out with the guys, hang out with dad and buddy and, and do some deer hunting with the old boomsticks. <clears throat> uh, last weekend I actually did get my first buck with a bow. I know some of you saw that. Uh, it was not the big deer that I'd had on camera but it was still uh, it was a very prideful moment. I'm gonna take, finally take a buck. I, I've been bow hunting for I've, around 10 years I've been bow hunting and, and I've got some does but I just haven't had an opportunity at a, a decent buck with my bow and he came in on a string right up the hill and kind of surprised me actually I I, I was I was on edge all morning knowing the, the deer I had on my camera and when he first walked in I thought oh boy this is the big one and uh, he came up the hill he looked down, I came to full draw, stepped right out 25 yards. I looked at him and I thought, well, that's not the buck I was looking for. He turned his head, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, outside his ears, Poof, let it fly, smoked him. Actually, my, uh, my broadhead opened up mid-flight. I knew it sounded funky when I, when I pulled the trigger. But I watched and the arrow flew horribly and actually made contact further back than I wanted. Arrow did not make a full pass through. So I decided to wait. I waited almost three hours, actually. Um, I, I knew it was a decent shot, but it was just further back than I would have liked. And I knew it was going to be a, a, a kill shot. You know, I knew it was going to be a, a fatal shot, but I was a little concerned that I might need to let him lay for a little while. So I waited about three hours, got down, found some pretty good blood, and I tracked him. I probably, it was it was one of the hardest tracking jobs I've done. Blood was kind of shy early on. It wasn't as, as intense as I would like, but uh, we made it happen. I, I tracked him for probably close to 200 yards, and he ended up going up a hill and dying, and come to find out, when I got to him, he was stiff, so he had actually passed rather quick, which is good. Like I said in a previous podcast, I always say a prayer before my hunt to make sure I make a clean and ethical kill and and that they don't suffer and it goes quickly. And So I'm glad that that was the case, uh, especially with an accident, accidental marginal shot. But it did the job it, it took him down and took him down quick so that's what matters but yeah so no buck tag for the first time going into gun season that's all right got a doe tag and uh i'm gonna go out there and do a do my first all-day hunt of the year which i'm also super excited about we uh we've kind of made this a tradition which i've talked before that we lost our property over the summer and fortunately got it back and i'm thrilled we we got our camper back down set up which i call it a camper it's an old job site trailer that we converted to a to a like a bunkhouse so i cooked uh 
smoked two deer hind quarters all day long on the smoker at home. Had to take a kiddo to a dentist appointment in the mor this morning, but went ahead and threw them on there about six this morning, got them finished up, and there in the back of the truck in a cooler on some in some delicious broth, get down there and throw it in the cast iron, get them all nice and warm, and throw some mushrooms and some onions in there. Oof, I'm excited. But anyways, once again, I am sorry that we didn't get an episode in last week. It just just didn't happen. I I got super busy. One thing led to another, and next thing you know, it was it was like 10 o'clock at night on Thursday, and that's not enough time to record and edit and get everything put on. So I just I didn't make it happen. For those of you that messaged me, I do truly apologize. I also want to thank you guys that messaged me for your concerns and and just making sure everything was all right. So everything's good here. Everything's all right. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's happy. I've got a kiddo with one less tooth today. So that's a that was a long it was a long day today, but we got through it and I am headed to deer camp. I'm so pumped. So, I'm hoping also, hoping maybe I can catch up on another episode this week. Uh, maybe throw an extra in for you guys. No promises. It's It's been hectic lately, but I'll do what I can. Which, by the way, uh, has anybody, like two things, has anybody noticed the sheer amount of big bucks being killed this year? Like, I feel like there's been more big bucks killed this year than I ever remember. I, I swear every picture I see on Instagram or Facebook is just a giant. Which, congratulations to everybody. I, I'm i not going to lie. <clears throat> my buck wasn't huge by any means. But he definitely wasn't little. I'm, I'm thrilled with it. He was outside his ears. So, I'm... No, no regrets on that shot. And I, I was... The buck fever got me hard on that deer. I mean, I, I I shook for like a solid 15 minutes. I got the I I got the adrenaline rush. The blood was pumping. It was it was definitely an awesome experience, and I I just I'm so excited to get that out of the way. I've got I, I really don't know of any other major accomplishments besides a buck with a muzzleloader, which that's tough getting late season, but. You know, it's it, it is what it is. I I feel like getting the buck with the bow was one of the last, like, not the last accomplishment, but the last like roadblock in the way of what I would consider that I finally made it. You know what I mean? It felt so good. It felt so good. Also, the rut. I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I think it's safe to say the rut is on. I mean, I've got bucks chasing does, bucks in full rut, big old necks, does running everywhere. I, 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 no question. Especially last week. Last week, the chase phase was insane. My cameras went nuts. Nonstop. I, I, I just, I'm, I was pumped. And I still am, which my cameras have been really silent this week. I can't lie. It's been, I really haven't got, I've got a lot of pictures of leaves because it's been windy, but I haven't got a ton of pictures of, of actual deer. 
lots of squirrels, lots of the, the old fat raccoons. I talk about on our field property. They're still there every night. I just, they don't ever seem to go away and they are thick. These are some hefty coons out there, but we're headed down to the big woods. Um, it's a little different deer camp this year. Just me, dad, and my dad's buddy, which is all right. We can't have the same crew we had, but we're working on it. Also, um, I heard from, I got a few emails from some people, um, answering some of the questions. And since I'm in the truck, I'm not going to answer them on this week, this week's episode. I'll get back on that, uh, for the next episode. With that, we're just going to go ahead and go to our first break. So thank you all for coming back. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back. By the way, don't forget to uh, get on Instagram. Check out the Hunting Game Podcast Instagram page. It's definitely worth a follow. Uh, I like to post updates and episode updates and little hints at what's coming up. So be sure to check that out. Also, shoot us an email, huntinggamepodcast at gmail.com hunting game podcast at gmail.com you don't want to you don't want to miss out on getting to talk about what you want to talk about so shoot me an email and we'd like to cover it on the episode with that we'll be right back this week i I, i'm gonna do a short episode just because i do have a longer drive but you know i gotta listen to my tradition tunes i've got some uh some songs from uh it's actually the bone collector album really good songs if you like to hunt and fish and be outdoors so i like to listen to those as i'm rolling down the gravel road when i'm almost to the property but today i just i i don't know i couldn't kind of heavy on my heart uh just getting into life a little bit talking about life and and i also want to talk about uh the decisions i had to make last weekend on tracking that deer i see a lot of posts but we'll get into that first i see a lot of stuff about leaving a deer overnight you know, let it lay, back out, let it lay, go check for it tomorrow. Guys, I'm I'm a meat hunter. That letting it lay overnight, unless it's insanely cold, first off, that's not going to work because that I don't want that meat to spoil. And second off, the coyote population, the bobcats population, everything in the predator population in Indiana is outrageous. Nine times out of ten, if you let that deer lay overnight, it's not going to be there when you go back and look for it. In fact, one guy I had... Uh, saw on online the other day on Facebook, he posted he shot a deer and the Kai or a bobcat drug it away. The whole deer, he had it on video. That's insane. So, w- without getting into huge details, I I don't believe in the letting it lay overnight unless it's unless you absolutely don't have an option. You know, if you bump that deer up when it's getting close to dark and you don't have a choice but to let it lay, okay, I get it. But these guys shooting deer at 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, I'm going to back out and we'll come look for it tomorrow. What? What? I mean, are you all just making horrible shots? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I know the fear of not wanting to push a buck, but, you know, I mean, if you made a good shot, heck, 20 minutes, that sucker's down, down for the count. I don't know. I, I, maybe somebody could email in and, and, you know, share their feelings on that. You know, give me some more insight because... I just don't really understand the whole backing out overnight thing. I, I, I just think it's not quite worth the not quite worth the, the risk of losing the deer. I, I'm in it for the meat. So I, I just 
yeah, somebody email in and, and give me some, re- let's have a discussion. I want to have a discussion. And if you're f- really firm about the, the leaving it overnight, send me an email. Let's get you on the podcast. I'm so in, I'm totally in to get you on the show because we need to talk about it. You know, in the next, let's just, I, I want to get into life a little bit. Anyways, just getting on the topic of life. The other day uh, I was listening to a, I was listening to an audio book, uh, it's called Wild at Heart, and my brother-in-law suggested it to me, and man, it's, I'm only two chapters in, and it's a fantastic book, it talks about why men are the way they are, and why men's hearts are programmed to be wild, and how, you know, it talks about how Adam was born outside the Garden of Eden, and he was born in the wilderness, and he was... He had, to, he had to work for the Garden of Eden. He wasn't born into perfection. And Eve was born in the Garden of Eden. Now, no point in the book does he discredit, like, women for what they are or what they do. But he talks about, you know, try, he just tries to explain scientifically, historically, and biblically why men desire to be in the wilderness or in the wild so much. Why they love to hunt and fish and and. and you know, pursue adventure, and it was, it's really cool to see it actually wrapped up, and have some explanation as to why men do what they do, why they do it, and it also talks a lot about how, you know, every man needs a good woman, every man needs that strong woman to uh, work for, and to support, and to love, and to live with, and, and, man, there's, there's a guy on the interstate, with a Biden-Harris sticker, and I'm not kidding you, he is in a new car doing 30 mile an hour on the interstate. That's not safe. I won't go any further into that. But, anyways, it just, it talks about, you know, it helps describe, like, the male yearning for the outdoors. Like, I love everything about the outdoors, and everything about hunting, and fishing, and and just being outside, and it really helps kind of describe it. It, it's, it kind of puts the logic behind it, and it's so cool to, to think about it and, and realize that I'm, you know, it's, it's my nature, it's my natural programming to love what I love to do, and I, it, it, it justifies it, it, it talks about it, I don't know, it's so cool. And I, it's just been heavy on my mind lately, like, wh- why I, it's not that I even desire to hunt or desire to fish, like, my brain needs it. I thrive outdoors. That's where, like, my full potential comes out. I'm, I'm so good at it. I'm naturally good at it. I love it. And there's a lot of things I do in life that I'm good at, but I'm not at my max potential, and I, and I realized, especially after reading a little bit of that book, like, my brain, and my heart, and my soul were programmed to do what I love to do, and that's also why I started this podcast, you know, I, I, I want to pursue more deeply into where my heart loves to be, now, don't get me wrong, my heart and soul are 100% into being a dad, it's the greatest gift God has ever blessed me with. I love my two kids. I love my wife. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. 
And honestly, it's a struggle uh, balancing between my passion for the outdoors and my my time at home with family because nine times out of ten, there is nothing in this world that I would choose over my family. And let me make this clear. When I go hunt, I'm not choosing hunting or fishing over my family. I, I, would, I would never do that. Um, many times I've you know, missed out or not gone because of my family, because my family's more important. But my body yearns to hunt. My body yearns to fish and be outdoors. And I think you have to find that perfect balance. And yes, you are sacrificing time at home, but I also think that being away, doing what I love and doing, you know, hunting, hunting and fishing, it gives me the ability, it gives my brain the ability to be my full potential all the time it gives my brain the ability to focus and and bear down on life during the week and that's because I you know on the weekends when I get whatever time I get in the woods is resetting my brain you know letting all life go and and focusing in on that primitive side of my nature and targeting into my inner thoughts, my inner brain, my subconscious mind, and and my soul, and you know, spending time out there in the woods talking to God and being out there in God's creation, it just all comes together. And I truly believe, like, not only did it shape me into who I am, but it provided me with the with the the foundation to be a good man. And the book also talks about that too, about how. Um, you know, modern society has groomed men to be good boys and not powerful men. And I think the outdoors allows you to channel that powerhouse manlyhood, that that warrior, that fighter, that, you know, it, it teaches you to, to love too. You know, I feel like being in the outdoors makes my heart stronger, makes, my, makes me love harder, makes me uh, more passionate about everything in life and it's mainly it's just such a, a reset in my brain allowing me to focus in and, and hone in on it I think it's so important I think the outdoors is so important to being a successful dad and a successful uh, man in general and, and don't take that the wrong way if you're not a if you aren't an avid outdoorsman if you're not a hunter or a fisherman or whatever I don't discount you whatsoever. I'm just saying personally myself, I think that's such a crucial thing, uh, a crucial point in what makes me who I am and, and how I am and, and as passionate and as strong as I am in everything in life and my desire to do things right. I think it all really boils down to not only my raising, but my passion for the outdoors. I think it's so important. And sorry to the women listening if if that was too targeted to the men it it was targeted and I won't deny that but you know it could help women too it, it doesn't it doesn't matter it goes across the board I think that being an outdoorsman you know living wild for a few days out of the year really is so important to being uh, successful in life and I think it makes everybody a little bit better able to take this life on this crazy world on Right now, I do want to give a shout out to two people in specifically. One, my buddy Mason out of Florida, Old Gator, has been on my tail about there not being a new episode of The Hunting Game out. And 
today's episode being late. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it as soon as I get it done. No edits this time. We're raw podcast, all me, no editing, no nothing. So shout out to Gator for staying on my rear end, making me get this done. It's been it's been hectic and busy, son, but we're getting it done. And also special shout out to my buddy Spencer. I've I've mentioned him a few times since I started doing this. Spencer is a new hunter this year, which I'm super pumped about. I can't wait till we get to hunt together because you know, he's we've been around each other for a long time and it's he's been around me hunting and fishing and my dad and all the buddies that hunted and fished and this year is first uh first full year out of the military. He's he went and bought a bow. In fact, he told me he's going out this opening weekend of gun season with his bow. So props to you, Spencer. You're doing it, dude. You're making it happen, and I'm proud of you, and I'm so happy to see you getting into this 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 sport. I'm sorry to your bank account because it's an expensive hobby. It can be. Once you get set up, it's not too bad. But Spencer, shout out to you, too. And also, uh, Spencer asked a question. Last weekend, he messaged me. He said, hey, um, because me and him talked about, you know, cold calling and, and using calls and rattling and such uh, earlier in the season. And I told him, I said, you know, hold off. Be careful. Don't be pushing too hard on that stuff too early. Throw the throw the deer off. And he messaged me last week and he was like, hey, what about now? I'm like, oh, yeah. Hit that bleat. Hit that grunt call. Hit that rattling bag or rattling antlers, whatever you got. I prefer antlers because, you know, hey, doesn't get more natural than the real thing. Um, using scents, you know, using some dough and heat urine, great time of year. It's it's on. Right now, all the tactics you always see is like the, you know, the stereotypical deer tactics. Now's the time. Now is the time. It's hot out there. The, the bucks are running wild. The ones that are left, because good night. There's been, like I've said already, there's been a lot of big deer killed this year, but chasing is on if chances are if you see a doe this weekend probably still into next weekend um and it'll start fading out a little bit i i don't know i never researched deeply into that second rut theory i know it's a thing um you know the does that didn't get bred go into a second cycle and they do come back around so there is like a second rut phase uh later in the year usually end of gun season uh start a muzzleloader here in indiana so uh, don't be upset if you didn't get out for this weekend that's that's you orange army <laughs> we always joke about that us guys that bow hunt all year we always talk about the orange army coming out the weekend warriors but hey if you're not a bow hunter that's all right i am um i don't judge you know what? You're out there making it happen, and I respect that. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just, I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so excited for this weekend. Spencer, you got this, dude. Keep tra- I also Spencer also messaged me with some frustration, uh, especially to you new hunters or even people that have hunted for a long time. Uh, Spencer said uh, he uh, he's got a lot of pictures on, on his cameras of deer, and he sits day after day after day and it's not seeing any deer and I was like hey dude multiple things excuse me multiple things one my grandpa used to tell me if if it was if you killed a deer every time you went it'd be called killing not hunting 
that's huge. Keep that in mind. Second, it, it takes a lot of time, especially if you don't have like a true mentor teaching you how to hunt. It takes a long time to make a lot of mistakes and learn the ropes and, and make some changes and swap some things up till you really, it's not just about going out there, seeing deer, shooting deer. It's really not. Some people have properties that are fortunate enough to do that, but most of the time it's about making mistakes and learning and, you know, changing areas and finding new spots and it's so much deeper than just going out there and getting in the tree. So don't, don't miss it. Keep going. Even when you're frustrated, keep going because eventually it's going to pay off. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, everybody's made some bad shots. It happens. Even if you're not seeing deer, don't give up. Really reevaluate your tactics. Uh, you know, evaluate what you're doing. Seeing, see if there's any changes that need to be made. Do a little scouting. I don't care if it's season. If you're not seeing any deer, you might as well try it, right? And also, it could just be time of the year. Don't forget, you know, deer are naturally nocturnal. Well, uh, that's a, that, that's a long topic because historically deer were not nocturnal, but through the pressure of humans, we've pushed them to be nocturnal. So just, just don't get frustrated. For all you new guys out there, not just my buddy, for all you new guys out there or or you guys that are veterans that are not having any luck or you guys that have hunted for you know five ten years and still aren't having any luck don't give up i promise you i was very fortunate to have a mentor of my dad and his buddy to teach me at a very young age and and get to go hunting before i hunted myself and, and just lots of things were on my side I didn't have the best properties. I didn't have the best equipment. I didn't have the best camo. I wore Walmart camo till like last year. Okay. It, it's, it's about learning and the desire to learn. You've got to figure these deer out. You've got to get in their brain. You've got to watch how they move. You've got to, there's so many things that go into harvesting a deer that people don't talk about, especially on the hunting shows. People just you know those hunting shows people are just going out there killing deer going out there killing deer there's more to it guys there's so much more to it so don't give up keep keep your head up keep your chin held high and just keep giving it your all it will work out i promise again if you have any questions please message me i i love directly addressing questions that are sent to me just like that my buddy spencer you know messaging me and and saying hey dude which it feels good because he trusts me, which I've harvested a lot of deer for my age. I'm, I've, I've studied deer for years and, and I, I just, I'm an avid hunter. I love to be in the woods. I love to, and it's not about killing a deer to me, really. It's, it's, I mean, that's the end game. That's the end, you know, that we all hope for, but there's so much more to it than just killing that deer <clears throat> there's there's so much learning to do and so much strategy and so much so many mistakes to make and I really believe that when you when you go through that process when it's not just handed to you the first time you go and you really work for it and you really put in the effort that's when it all comes together when you first make that first harvest after fighting for it for years and years and years that's when it all makes sense that's when it all becomes worth it. So trust me, guys. Just keep going for it. Don't give up.
even when it's tough, just keep going and, and never forget why you're out there. It's not just about killing deer. So guys, with that, I'm about to hit the gravel road. It's dark. It's a little bit rainy. You need to get on the focus game. I love every one of you. God bless you. God bless everyone. Be good people. Get out there this weekend. Be safe. Don't forget to wear your harness and wear your orange for those of you getting out and gun hunting this weekend. That's so important. Be safe, guys. Um, you know, make sure you know your background when you're getting ready to take a shot. Make sure you're not making mistakes. Uh, be safe out there. I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Thank you all for all that you do for me. I wish you the best of luck out there. With that being said, I'm out, guys. God bless you all. Shoot me an email. Follow me on Instagram. Let's keep this thing going. Be safe out there, guys. Good luck. We're out.